Hello, and welcome to the Rothwell Center for Teaching and Learning Excellence podcast. Our mission here at RCTLE is to empower faculty members in their pursuit of professional growth through diverse offerings for the universal goal of student success. Each month, we hope to bring you a new episode that offers insight into best teaching practices, new resources, and interesting people here at Embry-Riddle Worldwide. We hope you will find our show to be helpful and enlightening. Happy listening. So with us today, we have Emily Ackerman, and she is the Virtual Community Product Manager at Embry-Riddle Worldwide. How are you today, Emily? I'm doing excellent. Thank you for asking. So can you describe for us what the virtual community is? That's a really good question. There's been a lot of buzz about the virtual community. So the virtual community is kind of like a Facebook for the academic world. And it's going to be available to faculty, students, and staff. And it's going to be a place where you have tools and groups and pages that are customized to either the faculty role, the student role, or the staff role. And it's a place where everyone can collaborate and connect with each other and hopefully have a more unified experience for our online university. Okay, great. And we'll definitely talk more about that, but I want to get to know you a little bit better and how you ended up here at Embry-Riddle. So tell me just a little bit about yourself and your journey to Embry-Riddle. I'm from Southern New Jersey, and I moved to Florida with my then fiance because he got a job here teaching. So I also got a job teaching because I needed money. And What did you teach? I taught high school English five years. Um, So that's how I kind of got started in education. And then from there, I applied for an e-learning support position at Embry-Riddle Worldwide, and I was hired here. Since then, I have also had a role in uh, academic training under academic technology. And then from there, I was promoted to product manager for the virtual community. But I worked on the project for about a year and a half before that happened, in addition to my other responsibilities. Okay, so it's kind of like an organic transition over into this role. Very organic. Good. So you went from teaching K through 12 to transitioning into higher education. So it's still along the same lines. So why would you say that you are passionate about education? Education has made a big difference in my life. I was not a great student. I dropped out of high school because I hated school so much. I got a high school diploma still, but I went through a route that was probably similar to like a Florida virtual school uh, now, um, where I finished school early. And I had never seen myself going to school until I got a minimum wage job, and I realized, oh, this won't cut the mustard. I have expensive habits, like shopping. I would like to do this one day. So I um, decided I would go to college, and I didn't like being stagnant. And I really liked going to college. I really liked learning. And I just always figured if I stuck to um, my guns with staying educated and finishing my degree, that something would turn out well for me. And eventually it did. It was gradual. I ended up with a bachelor's degree in writing, and that allowed me to be able to be temporarily certified to teach English. And then teaching English led me here. So education has changed my life for the better. It's the only reason that 
I'm able to have the life I have now. That's awesome. And I love that about your story where you weren't necessarily the best student or even motivated because we definitely see a lot of kids in high school and even some kids, you know, as they're entering college aren't super motivated and they don't really see the importance of education. So I think that that's great. You know, it's great for you that you saw that, but it's also a good story for everybody to hear that education can change your life in this way. So you said something about kind of going through a virtual, like a virtual school experience in high school. A little bit. So I think it would be the equivalent now to what a virtual school experience might be like, only way less effective. So I went to what they called adult high school, and that was for students who did an alternate way to get their high school diploma. But instead of having like online modules and online teachers that would assist you, instead they just handed you the textbook (laughs) for each subject, and they said, read the textbook, and then you take the test at the end, and that gives you the credits for the course. And since I was a really fast reader, I finished two years of high school in four months. So then I had a year and a half with nothing to do. And it was during that year and a half that I was like, working minimum wage is really not for me. And (laughs) I'm really bored. I don't feel like any growth. And I really, I could not wait to go to community college. I spent a year and a half pining away to go to community college. I couldn't go back to regular high school because I would have lost my credits and then I would have been a a year behind. And I figured, well, you know, this is the choice I made. I guess I'm going to stick with it and I'll just go full steam ahead when I get in a community college. That's great. And I think that based on that description of your past, I think that you are the best person to answer this next question. What are the struggles of online education? Since you kind of went through a very early virtual experience and it wasn't great. What do you see now with all of your experience? What are the struggles of an online education environment? So I think one of the biggest struggles, and I can speak to this too from the student and the teacher perspective, because I got my master's from Embry-Riddle Worldwide Online and it was completely completely online, but I also adjunct professor. So I've seen both sides of it. And I think the biggest struggle is that connection and really feeling like your teacher is contributing to your learning. Uh, Because it's very easy for the students to just log in, get their work, do it, log out, and not hear a whole lot from their instructor, or not get a ton of feedback, or or choose themselves like, oh, you know, I, I don't really, I don't know how to get involved, you know, or get to know my instructor or the students in my class. So I think that's the biggest disconnect is that sense of community that where if I need help, I know where I can go to get it. And there's all different types of help somebody could need in a course. It's um, not easily defined. So it would be nice, and hopefully this is what the community provides, it would be nice to have a place where students and faculty could easily connect with each other and offer each other support and make that learning experience more dynamic. Okay, and that leads directly into my next question, which was how will the virtual community bridge that gap that we have with connection between professors and students in an online environment? So we have a a couple different ways we're doing that, and one way is through the groups. So we'll have a group for all students and staff and faculty and worldwide online where they can communicate with each other and get to know each other. And then we also have course groups where they can get help and ask questions from teachers and students who are taking the same courses that they're actively enrolled in, um, as well as student engagement groups 
for instance, the Vector Group. They are doing tutoring, and they have a group in the community, so students will be able to comment on that group, message people in that group, and say, how do I get help with tutoring? Instead of, you know, not even knowing tutoring exists, it's pinned to their menu, so they know it's there, and they can check it out easily, and it's easy for them to message anybody in the community and ask for help. Another thing they can do is they can start groups themselves and get to know students that way and start study groups or special interest groups and find new ways to network. Another way that we can bridge the gap is careers. Students, when we surveyed students, and what they wanted out of a virtual community, the top thing they said is they wanted jobs. Makes sense, they're making an investment with their education. So Career Services, we've partnered with them and they will be interacting in the community and letting the students know about all they offer students. They have resume writing services, they have all kinds of events, they're really here for our students and I don't know that students in any academic setting know what Career Services can do for them. I never visited Career Services when I went to college. I don't know why now. I needed a job. Yeah. I have no idea. But it's easy. And if you're online and you're never going to a set place, it's so easy to miss. So the idea of the community is that you have your career support, your faculty support, your peer support all in one place. So it seems like it is almost like a virtual student union. We have physical mm -hmm. campuses where, you know, there's a student union and it seems like the hub of the campus. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of missing, I'd think, in an online setting. So this would almost serve as a student union? Yes, it will serve as the new portal. Okay. So a new place for them to enter in and say, okay, I have all my tools for Ernie and it's persona-based. So I did a survey through institutional research where I found out what students, staff, and faculty were using the most in Ernie, and then I use that data to design their persona views. So students have access to tools that they use the most, same for faculty and same for staff. And that way when they go in, it's like, okay, I have my tools, I have these groups that are of interest to me and that can help me, and then I can join groups if I want to, and look, I can reach out to these people and look, oh, there's my instructor from last term, or that student's having an issue with a course I took, so I could offer encouragement there, and so on and so on. Okay, that sounds awesome. So here at Rothwell Center for Teaching and Learning Excellence, we are here to serve the instructors. Obviously, student success is the end goal for all of our departments here at Worldwide and at any university, really. But we, our first goal is to help the instructor be successful. Mm -hmm. So what would you say or how would you say instructors can use the virtual community? I think... The best way the instructors could use the community at this point to help their students is to go into those groups that we are going to make for their courses and talk to their students. What do their students need? What's going on? Being proactive, looking at what's coming up in the term and sending out information that can help them do better on their assignments, giving them links to sites or resources that can support them, but also like going in that discussion group and going through the feed and saying, okay, what are students having problems with? What are the trends? How can I help? Even just posting, how can I help? Mm -hmm. Being there for them, showing your presence mm -hmm. and also showing who you are because, you know, you want to make education personal. The professors that stick out to me, and I'm sure that stick out to everybody else, are the ones that showed me who they were. Students want to get, they want a real dynamic personality teaching them. 
And I think it's a good way to also show their personality. Mm -hmm. So how would this be different than them participating in the discussion threads, let's say, in in Canvas? So the community has more capabilities. So while you can do the discussion threads in Canvas, those are also limited to whatever the question is for that week. That's true. So you can post about anything related to the course in the discussion group that we have in the community, but you can also do a poll. Easily anybody can send out a poll. So a professor could say, you know, rate how much you enjoy this week's assignment or what would you add to this assignment? Or would you like to see this in the future and give some options? They can post files, links, pictures, which you can do in Canvas too, but you could do it related to anything in the course instead of that one topic. Mm -hmm. And then you can also schedule posts in that discussion thread. So if you know certain things are coming up at the term, uh, you can do that as well. So when do we plan to have the virtual community go live? Right now we have a test group going on with College of Business. They um, have an engagement initiative for faculties engaging students. So they are in there testing it out, commenting already. But the official launch of the virtual community is January 2020. That's coming up soon. Coming up really soon. Really soon. Really soon. Is there anything, what are the big ideas in the future for the virtual community? Like what do you... I know it's going to roll out like an early version of it and it'll continue to get better and better. New features will be added. Mm -hmm. Um, What are long-term goals for the virtual community? One of the biggest goals we have is usage. You know, getting at least 50% of faculty, staff, students using the virtual community and really using it as a driving force for students to find events and find support for what they need. Also, we have different viewing capabilities with the system. So we can do alumni views. We can do prospective student views. So once we get the rollout ready with the faculty, staff, and students, regular views, we'd like to add in those other views. So kind of where, you know, if you're applying to Embry-Riddle worldwide and you want to see what we're about, you know, a great way to introduce you is through the virtual community. So having that prospective student view in place. And then for students who graduated but still want to contribute in some way to the university because they really enjoyed their experience here, they have that alumni view. And then it's good for still having access to jobs and career services. Because, you know, once an eagle, always an eagle. Long term. And then I think there's also a part of it that it's going to we're going to see the needs as they come up kind of like the agile mindset we're going to send out surveys we're going to ask them you know the students the faculty staff what they want what they think would be helpful and i think as time goes on we're going to see what trends are arise and how we can accommodate i think that with facebook for instance you know when it came out it was very simple and as time goes on they get feedback they do research and then they say oh you know what I think they would like this feature where they can tag photos or they can like posts or love posts or be angry about posts. You know, they used to, people used to say, there should be a dislike button. And they found the happy middle with the, you know, angry face or the heart uh, emoticon. And so I think it's really about like listening to what the people want and making decisions from there. Well, where can people find you? So if they want more information about the virtual community, if they want to set up a group or a page, where can they find how me? can they find you? They can email me at www.eralvc at eral.edu and I can give them a demo of the community. I can get them into the community early for testing. I can also send them what they need for a group request or a page request in the community. And any ideas they have, we can talk about too. We're looking forward to seeing you in the virtual community. And if you ever have 
ideas or want to be a part of it, we are so, so happy to have you. Well, thank you. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to sit down and speak with me. That's all we have for today. And thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. If you have any questions or even suggestions for topics you'd like to hear in the future, feel free to leave a comment below or send an email to rctle at erau.edu.